Welcome to the Most Normal Gamers Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Gabe Fall. Woo! Today, Hello. we'll be talking about Xbox's first misstep in a long time. Unreal 5 is coming real soon, and the Birdman is back! And we're not talking about the 2014 movie starring <laughs> Michael Keaton, I can tell you that. This is episode 47, and we're recording on Wednesday, May 13th, 2020. I am joined today by the pharmacist with the sharpest wits, John Swanson! What up? And AJ Idy. Hello, how are you? Hi, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> how good. was you guys this weekend? Oh, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah? yeah. Agreed. It's kind of, dude, we were up north, you know, in Cross Lake. We're on like Lower Whitefish, and it was a fishing opener this weekend. Mm, and yeah. it like snowed balls all day on Saturday. So it was like, oh, shit. we drove up on Friday, and like neither of I'm not a fisherman, and my wife doesn't fish really. So we're not privy to these things. We don't pay attention. So uh, I was like, why is there so much traffic? And she was like, looked it up on Google and she's like, oh, it's fishing opener. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. And then the next day we're just like sitting out and they're just hardcore people, man, out there like on their boats in like, it wasn't super freezing cold for Minnesota, but it was around 30 and not just like kind of snowing. It was snowing balls all day <laughs> long. <laughs> and the oh four guys or guys and gals out there fishing i was like oh my god that's so hardcore my but, goodness uh, they probably had to shovel their boats out which is a weird concept uh you're like yeah, bailing well, you're like yeah ba- yeah you mean like throughout the course of the day right you're like bailing yeah yeah i didn't even think about that frozen water yeah. like get the bail bucket exactly <laughs> we're going under <laughs> But it's snow. Yeah, I can only imagine. So that was, I did stand here next to this heater and just like point and laugh at him from a distance. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't. Funny, even, but I would not go out there. Yeah, it's been uh, getting incrementally nicer here in Minnesota. So spring is sprung, as they say. For sure. I know down here in the Twin Cities, pretty much all the leaves are on the trees. Uh, everybody's lawns are looking good. Everybody's starting to mow their lawns. So. It's really, really good to that time, that good summertime. You gotta love it, man. It's so brief. Yeah. Blink your eyes here, and it'll be over. So, yeah, gotta hold on. Gotta yeah. hold these memories tightly. Oh yeah. So let's jump into the podcast here. If you want to be a part of the conversation, or if you have a pressing question that you want us, the mostly normal gamers, to weigh in on, you can reach us at MN Gamers Podcast on Twitter. If you don't use Twitter and want to send us an email, you can do that the old-fashioned way at podcast at MostlyNormalGamers.com. Again, our website is live, MostlyNormalGamers.com. You should go there. Check it out. You know, Listen to old episodes. Read more about us. Just really just, just explore the internet from the comfort all in, man. of your home. Yeah, it's nice. It's uh, optimized for mobile, too. So like, if you're on your phone, you can just go there and... It works really well on mobile as well on desktop as well as desktop. It looks very pretty. Let's get back into it. AJ Idy. What have you been playing, man? I have been playing Animal Crossing as per usual. And as Nicole so eloquently put last week, I won Animal Crossing. 
So, Yay! Yep. <laughs> so I rolled yeah. credits. And I actually have a slight bone to pick with Animal Crossing because... And this is maybe like a slight spoiler, but it has nothing to do with story. And if anything, it's going to help you save you some time. But like after you roll credits in this game, you get another app on your phone that's like an island editor and allows you to like put down paths and stuff like that and change like cliffs and whatnot. So it's like they don't tell you that this is going to come later. So I wasted all this time landscaping certain little parts of my island that became like a hundred times more easy after I got this island editor app. Oh my God. Yeah. So it's like kind of dumb that they don't give it to you until the end or even tell you that you're going to get it until the end because I would have just like went straight for the credits instead of like wasting my time on other stuff. You know what I mean? (laughs) So in the in the island, so it, first of all, it doesn't tell you that you're gonna get this at all. No. Secondly, um, is do you need to do all of those things to beat the game? Like, does your island need to be perfect or need to be like at a certain standard to finish the game? They make it sound like it does, but really, I think it's just like an algorithm based on like how many things you put down and like what quality of things. Okay. So, like, for my island, I just put, like, a bunch of random, like, a teacup ride and a Godzilla monster and, like, a jungle gym and, like, all this shit basically randomly put in, like, this one area. It kind of looked like a trash dump. (laughs) And and, and then, like, I got the credit for having the stuff out there, uh, had the thing happen that needed to, rolled credits, because I was like, man, this is going to take forever to do anything cool with this island. And then I get this app thing, and it really changed the game. It, like, makes me want to, like, be on my island. I've planted over, like, 120 flowers in the last two days. Oh, jeez. And made, like, a whole bunch of paths. Yeah, so, like, it gets really cool as far as editing your island goes after you beat the game, and it's just super dumb. I think they should give you that. Like, I've played this game, I think, like, 140 hours. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, until, like, and, and that's because I didn't time travel or anything like that. I just, like, played the game. But it's kind of bullshit that it takes 140 hours to get, like, the Island Editor app when, like, that's the point of the game. <laughs> yeah, and there's no indication earlier that you're going to get it. Right, and if they were like, hey, you know, after this, you get all these cool things, I would have not wasted my time trying to, like, I don't know, pull weeds and, and move trees around when it just gets way easier later. Right. So for the end game of Animal Crossing, are there blueprints that you correct, collect to build things? Or is it just like they're not, you just have everything you need already? They're called um, do-it-yourself recipes. And there's, sure. like, there's a bunch of ways to get them. Uh, you can buy them. You can buy them from other people's islands who are like more advanced than you. You can find them in, like, a message in a bottle on the beach. Um, sometimes there's, like, these presents that float in the air, like, on a balloon, and you have to shoot them down with your uh, slingshot. Okay. And it, it's kind of actually a little funny bit of lore. There's, like, it's, like, a mystery. No one knows where these presents, like, floating presents come from and who sends them. <laughs> That's so wholesome. Yeah. <laughs> But so I finished Animal Crossing. Um, I'm looking forward to getting back to it at some point. 
I have lots of plans, and I'm excited to have all my flowers grow and then invite people to come look at all the hard work I did. <laughs> nice. Uh, right on, man. Yeah. What a weird. I got I think it's awesome that it's so huge right now, and I understand why it is. It's. I don't know. It's pretty cool. I was listening to Kind of Funny Games Daily today, and they read an article that said that Animal Crossing is the best-selling game in Japan ever. Like, yeah. it beat Pokemon. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's yeah. It's slowly working its way to being, like, the best-selling Switch game in history, man. Yeah. If it's, but it's not already there. But it's already the best in Japan, like, its home market. Yeah, it's crazy. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I gotta tell you, I've been loving uh, Animal Talking, the talk show hosted by Gary Witta. Uh, I think we talked about it a couple episodes ago. I've been watching, like, every episode of the day they're coming out, and it's just, it's really fi- it's really getting my talk show fix in right now. <laughs> nice. I really like it. Yeah, it's amazing what he's what, what Gary Witta has going on over there. Yeah pretty fascinating and it's keeping up too man like he's it hasn't been slowing down the guest lists have been insane like i saw like elijah wood and uh that hispanic actor who's like oh he plays like a badass yeah danny trejo yeah yeah (laughs) he's so good yeah and uh t-pain was on what the hell is what the hell is t-pain and that guy doing in animal crossing (laughs) I have no idea, dude, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's a game for everybody. It is. Exactly. Even T-Pain. Exactly. Oh, man. But I guess speaking of games, I also I, I bought a game on Stadia just because I felt like I want to see what happens when I like let my subscription lapse in two months and see like yeah. what the and see what the difference is between like what they consider their 4K Pro streaming service compared to like the like the regular cuz you can buy a game on Stadia and play it without paying for the Pro service. You right. just don't you just don't get the 4K. So um I bought NBA 2K20 and I have only so far have made my character and played like a game and a half and the performance is fine so far. It's been a couple, little choppy a couple times, but like nothing to write home about. Um, but I'm more so excited to see what like the differences in fidelity after you know that 9.99 a month subscription runs out. Yeah. And have you been playing online at all? I mean, I ha- obviously I, you are, but like you know what I mean. Multiple. Well, I I was playing the career mode, which and anybody can write into podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you have to be connected to the internet to play my career, like, at all times, because some of it has to do with, like, the playground and stuff like that, um, which which is, right. like, the online hub. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can't play my career offline. So, yeah, I well, guess I've only been playing online. And, I mean, you'd have to be online, right, because it's yeah, stadio. Yeah, but I meant... I meant more like playing other people yeah, he, he live meant, or whatever. Yeah, like competitive oh, multiplayer. I'm sorry. Multi- I'm sorry. Com- yeah, competitive competitive multiplayer, which I guess is, gets confusing because there never was online play that wasn't multiplayer before. <laughs> yeah. But now with Stadia, I guess there is. Right. Right. But no, I haven't played like a actual multiplayer game yet. Gotcha. 
other than Grid, the racing game. That's it. Cool. cool. Uh, I've got one more, but I can save it for next week. All right. Okay. Gabe, how are you? What have you been playing, man? I have been playing some Halo 2 on xCloud. I, I think this is oh. so cool, because that's one of my favorite games ever. Yeah, it's and it's freaking sweet. Like, I mean... I have had my criticism about xCloud in the past, of course, and, like, the lag and things like that, but um, I was playing it at home while the kids were using the main Xbox to stream some kids' movies. I was sitting on the couch right beside them playing Halo 2 on xCloud over the same Wi-Fi connection, and I've got to say, there wasn't a lot of noticeable lag or noticeable drop in quality or anything like that, which is really good. It's pretty clear to me that they're still, you know, this is still in beta, but they're still making updates to it or they're still trying to improve the service, um, which I think is good. Besides doing some things that they've done, like expanding it out to iPhone and bringing it to new uh, systems and things like that. It just makes me really excited about what the future, what the future holds. And then also it makes me think about that other Xbox console. They were kind of going on about how, or I guess earlier this year when, or last year I should say, when Xbox kind of revealed that they were working on two new boxes Mm -hmm. for this generation, for this Gen 9, Project Scarlet and Anaconda were the two that they were working on, I believe. Or no, uh, Anaconda and Lockhart. Lockhart. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I think that Lockhart is just going to be a little streaming stick, like a little Roku that will plug in the back of your TV or plug into, you know, any USB or HDMI or I guess whatever input they choose. Oh, man, um, that would be awesome. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Like, and then it's like, okay, yeah, you can play your games on your Series X, which is a $500 machine. It's going to be the best place to play your Xbox games because it's going to look great. You're going to have the great sound and the great picture and all of that. But if you just want to spend 50 bucks, you can get this little stick. And this little stick yeah. will allow streaming through 4K, you know, and it it may not be 60 frames. It may not be the best way to play your Xbox games or all your games on Xbox, but it's a way lower barrier of entry. Use your Xbox controller. Use, you know, use a PS5 controller if you want to do that, or maybe not a PS5, but use a PS4 controller or any Bluetooth controller and play yeah. away. Yeah, that would be fantastic, man. I would love that. That's one of the things that I'm regretting about my semi. Sorry to like random thought process, but you were mentioning controllers, no. and yeah. I don't I don't have the Stadia controller, so I don't feel like I'm giving it like the the full blown like college review, <laughs> as you say, college try review. But, college try, yeah. Yeah. Um, but also that one still doesn't work the way it is supposed to. It doesn't work wirelessly or. I suppose, and the PlayStation controller works fine, and like I mentioned, it knows, like, the game will tell you controls in PlayStation language, like, options button does this. And honestly, I think that's the most way, that's the way that most people would play Stadia. Well, I shouldn't say most people, because I feel like Stadia is kind of tailored to people who don't have a console already, and Mm -hmm. the real barrier in entry is just a controller, which is going to be 60 to $70 no matter where you go, right? If you need a CD controller, a, a DualShock, or a Xbox controller, they're all going to be around the same price. So Here's a thought. I wonder how many people are going to be like, oh, I can play games 
oh, cool, like one click away. All right, I'll sign up for a two-month trial and then become Stadia Pro members and then realize, oh, shit, I don't have a controller. <laughs> or or maybe even a mouse. Like, how many people don't have even a mouse for their key, like their laptop, you know? Oh, yeah. I played, again, in Stadia's beta. Uh, they call it Project Stream. I played on a trackpad on my shit little PC. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 that was again the game i was playing was assassin's creed odyssey so again as it it is not super precise it doesn't need to be super precise it just needs to basically you just need to push buttons and things happen right um albeit slower than it would on an xbox or ps4 <laughs> but yeah, things happen i i still had fun doing it uh, and i did i was able to dig out like a little optical mouse out of a you know the random box of cords i got in my office but it was it was fine for the most part, and again, I think mice are so cheap you could go to you could go anywhere and find a mouse for fifteen bucks, you know. Yeah, and and it, you can I, buy one of those eight bit controllers. I mean, I'm not sure. Oh yeah. What Stadia allows now, but there, I mean, there are tons of different third party controllers out there if you were hard up in a bind for for one. Mm-hmm. For sure. I, I was just thinking like people like us we just have controllers like laying around like i have one yeah. in my end table here that doesn't even need to be there <laughs> yeah oh yeah i have one in my yeah. pocket at all times no, matter <laughs> no it's it's like your ice like your chain around your neck yeah exactly and you, instead of like uh flavor flavors giant clock you just have a yeah, ps yeah. like a dual shock for yeah that's actually a really <laughs> good idea dude <laughs> and you really could be equipped no matter where you go. Solid gold DualShock 4. <laughs> exactly. I uh so when AJ and I went to that Call of Duty um event back in January. Oh man, I don't even know. It feels like 10 years ago. Uh it feels for like forever ago, but uh when AJ and I went to that Call of Duty event, I had brought my controller with me uh, cuz I was playing XCloud on the train on the way there. And <laughs> I got into the event and I had the full intention of buying a hoodie and just like stuffing it in the hoodie pocket, but they were all out of hoodies by the time I got there. <laughs> so then I sat there and I thought I could just loop my belt through the, through the clip on the controller and that could kind of hold the controller on my hip. And I was like, I'm going to look like such an idiot. Some guy who's got his <laughs> controller holstered to his hip. <laughs> dude if there's one place where you could pull that off that is the place oh yeah, absolutely sure. absolutely <laughs> it, it, it didn't make things any better that it wasn't xbox controller at an event that you know it was sponsored by playstation but mm. still <laughs> <laughs> it's funny Good awesome. so john what have you been playing um yeah i finished uh final fantasy 7 Finally, after 42 yeah. hours, it took me. As everyone out there said, it seems like it. you're getting close to the end, and you've probably got another 10 hours after that, and that is fully accurate. But it was still a good ride, man. It was a lot of fun. Like I was telling you guys maybe a little bit earlier, the user interface isn't the way, I guess, ideally set up. Your like weapon upgrades and your equipment are in two different menus, which seems kind of lame and like it takes an extra time that it doesn't necessarily need to um but aside from that it's 
the battle system's fantastic. The way you can link materia to be more effective mm-hmm. is fantastic. Um, the story is really good. I like, um, and I had never played the original, so I don't have a lot of context other than the fact that I've listened to like three spoiler casts today. So <laughs> <laughs> I've learned a lot about uh, Zach, whoever the hell that was. You know, oh like yeah, mm-hmm. coming at it from no from. Gabe, have you played Final Fantasy VII? Yes. Okay. So like, I mean, I mean, I twenty years ago, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, so there's like a basically black-haired cloud, mm-hmm. but his name is Zach, at, and they reveal this character at the end of the remake. You're like, I have no idea who this person is, and after listening to some spoiler cast, now I have context for it, and it makes a lot of sense in how they are changing destiny and stuff and i heard someone describe it as kind of like the kingdom hearts games how they're you know that's 1.2 over 7 remix or whatever right okay. <laughs> uh yeah. how the, the final fantasy 7 remake isn't really doesn't just mean remake it's actually like they're remaking it they're redoing what happens, it's not going to be verbatim what happened in the original story. That's what they keep saying, but it's pretty verbatim so far. Yeah. Uh, except, I mean, so apparently, and we don't have to get into too many spoilers. I know yeah. I guess I dropped the Zach at the end, who apparently there's Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core came out for PSP, and that's where you play like the prequel to Final Fantasy VII. And that's where that whole thing comes from, I guess. Jesus Christ, you're a nerd. Three <laughs> spoiler casts today, because I was like, I had no idea what the hell happened. Or like those dudes, while you're playing, there's guys with numbers on their arms, and they seem like they're oh, like yeah, those sick weird... wizards or something. Yeah, those weird monk guys or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I still don't fully understand what the hell they are. I but... honestly, I, uh, I don't remember even from the last time, so it's kind of like new to me. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it it I am super intrigued with where they go in the future, and I I thought other than the fact that the final boss sequence had me super frustrated because I kept dying, and then you had to go back to the very beginning of the boss sequence, which is if you beat it from beginning to the end of it, it's probably at least forty five minutes. So having to restart that sequence like four or five times, I was getting pretty pissed off but oh man yeah that would have really irritated me i yeah, survived the thing i there was one point where i was like pretty far through it and i was on the verge and i was like oh this is not good but i yeah. somehow scraped through nice well and there there is one i mean it's it, one thing that's cool about that game is you like i know you had issues with some other bosses or battles throughout the game and i seemed to make it through the game pretty like i died occasionally but very rarely Mm -hmm. until that final boss so it's interesting how we had very different experiences as far as the battle goes i guess it's play style yeah exactly when like material equipped and that kind of thing so uh who your main is and whatnot so uh that was but it was it was a good game man it was very fun and i look forward to wherever it's going in the future for sure, and like the possibility is like you, without going too deep into it, uh, like all the materia options is 
like unending almost it seems like you'll yeah. like you'll get your setup and be like and then you'll see one material and be like ooh, i have to change everything but i want that in there <laughs> exactly exactly but then or you want this one linked but to have it linked you have to have it with a certain another type and then there oh are yeah like so a many... certain, like a certain bangle that has the linked thing yeah. versus like the separate yeah yeah, Notches. and then the way mm-hmm. that they link versus uh, being independently equipped or whatever. So, yeah, it's complex, man. I spent a ton of time in menus and mm-hmm. doing things like that, and it didn't. It was still enjoyable, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it's an action RPG, but I think it does a really good job of balancing the action parts and the turn-based parts because it's not turn-based, I guess, in any way. But you are still going in and menus and selecting spells and that kind of thing and you spend a lot of time thinking about what is best for each given situation so Mm -hmm. um i really really enjoyed it and look forward to playing the next one whenever the hell that will be so we can move on to news i will just say i've been playing a lot more doom eternal i Mm. turned down the difficulty to like the easiest one mm-hmm. and ever since then it's been exceptionally more enjoyable of an experience so <laughs> no, uh, dude, I, i've been playing almost the entirety of the dlcs of odyssey on easy so <laughs> it's been yeah it's, easy mode's the best <laughs> dude it is i think unless i i think some games like i played final fantasy 7 on normal or whatever but it it presented a fine amount of challenge anytime i feel like i'm getting angry at a game like i was in doom eternal i was just like this is fucking stupid why am i fighting against this just turn mm-hmm. it down and then i did and it's way more fun it's a lot more sporadic action or just like constant frenetic action like the 2016 remake was so um yeah i think i'm almost done with it it's i mean it's a ridiculous shooter. You go around and kill stuff and get cool guns. So I don't think there's a ton more to talk about other than that. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> I, I think for a game that's made, like supposed to make you feel like a superhero, like easy mode's acceptable. Because you want to feel like you're owning shit in Doom. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to feel like you're a measly, powerless pipsqueak. I can't even imagine how people are playing. There's two difficulty levels above normal. And I just can't even fathom playing it that way. There's a, and Doom 2016 was this way too, where you got to a point, it was very, it fought against you. And then you got to a point where it became more accessible and fun. And I feel like I've hit that point with Doom Eternal, but I'm not turning the difficulty back. I'm staying <laughs> where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt about Fallen Order. And then I turned the difficulty up and I was like, ah, that was a mistake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was, this is a, Milk was a bad choice. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking uh, of the anchor man, let's go into the news. Yeah, yeah. Big news this week. Jeff Keeley has been doing his summer of gaming stuff. Wait, is it Summer of Gaming or is it Summer Game Fest? It's What's Summer Game, game Fest. It's Summer Game Fest, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Summer of Gaming or Summer of Games or something. Yeah, and then GameSpot has Summer Wait, of Player what? or something. Yeah. Everybody's trying to replace E3. 
<laughs> Jeff Keighley, All right. I think, came out with the first big announcement. Hold on. Sorry. Introducing on. Yeah. Mostly Normals Games of Summer Seasons. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Mix all those words yes. around. Nailed it. I am sorry. I am proud to announce. We are proud to announce here live on the podcast that each and every week we will bringing we will be bringing you the news and opinions that you need to know about video games. Yep. The same way we've been doing for almost a year now. But in the summer. It's, exactly. It's Minnesota or sorry, mostly normal gamers summer of gaming seasons. Actually, I like Minnesummer. Minna Summer. Minna Summer of Games. <laughs> Minna Summer of nice. Games. There Nailed we it. go. The first not so exclusive story we have, <laughs> also broke by Jeff Keighley in his Summer Games Summerfest, whatever it is. Tony Hawk is back! Yes. Yeah. This is a huge deal. And this comes I'm from. I'm a Superman. <laughs> oh yeah, it brings back. <laughs> na, 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 na. That's the one of the best parts about it. And that other song. I never had to knock on wood. It's <laughs> oh, in one of those games. Isn't it? I think that's it. I think that's in one of the. I think that's in one of them. Maybe I'm mixing that up with like a BMX game, but. <laughs> it's quite possible. This, this just really takes me back to childhood. I, I'm yeah. so I'm so excited for this because this is like all that I remember doing between the ages of like ten and thirteen. We're sitting in my friend Nick's basement playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater. <laughs> yeah, dude. We it's we were, so good. I was texting my buddies yesterday and saying the same thing because we used to go over to this kid's house who had a hot tub. He would have like parties on Friday, and we. Us nerdy kids would just sit over there and play Tony Hawk and stuff. <laughs> and I can't wait to play it again, man. It's, uh, it's, I hope it's, you know, how games don't really match your nostalgia that you have for them sometimes. And I don't, I don't know that this one will, but the soundtrack, I wonder, speaking of the music, I wonder if they'll license the same songs or if it'll be different or what they'll do oh. there. Cause certainly the licensing has expired on those games. Well, right, and I think that's maybe why they're going with a remake instead of a remaster, or why they're calling yeah. it that, just oh, wait, to try what? to get that licensing back. I thought I thought it was being called a remaster. Uh, I think it's... Oh, no, hold on. It is a remaster. They are calling it a remaster. So if they do change the songs, that'd make me <sighs> sad. But I don't know, Maybe they, maybe you can remaster something and be like, this is HD songs with new soundtrack. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a little bit confusing because they go on in the article by Michael Werder from Polygon. Uh, they go on to talk about Vicarious Visions, who these are the people doing the remaster. They also mm. remastered Crash Bandicoot um, back in 2017. And those games were remade in that they did change some of the mechanics. Not, mm-hmm. not hugely, but they changed like the distance and the height of Crash's jump to be consistent throughout all three games, which did change the game a little bit, um, especially for Crash Bandicoot 1, which was the most different of all of them. Well, that makes me know. that makes me happy, though, that they're bringing it out as 1 and 2, because I think Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 is when they introduced that, like, revert thing, where you could, like, revert manual and keep your combo going from, like, one ramp to, like, 
a ramp far away across the other way. Yeah. And that was a game changer, because that definitely is not in one. Like the spine transfers you're talking about? No, no, I'm talking about, like, when you land on, like, a quarter pipe, you can, like, revert, like, 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 like 180 your thing into a manual manual and, like, keep, yeah, yeah, keep it all connected, so. Um, so supposedly they're doing all of those upgrading things are all going to be in this remake. Oh. So even the things from 3, I'm not sure the things from 4, but I'm pretty sure the things from 1, 2, and 3 are going to be in this remake. Like in 1? Okay, that's fucking sick. Yeah, yeah. Because you know how in 1 they didn't have manuals weren't even a thing, if I remember Mm, correctly. No, they weren't. And And 2 brought that. Yeah. And maybe oh. three was the revert manual that I'm thinking of, so it, maybe that's. Sure the... <laughs> but I don't Good remember God. that well. But dude, it's gonna be freaking fantastic, and you know they're just gonna release three as like DLC for it for like a hundred bucks or something you think stupid so? like that. Or they just come I don't out know, yeah, standalone Tony Hawk Pro Skater three remake. It's a money grab. Yeah. Well, they haven't really been that money hungry with these remasters though well i shouldn't say that because uh crash bandicoot racing uh got kind of ridiculous with the microtransactions but they (laughs) did offer like all of the other dlc for that game was free or accessible in game um so i i wouldn't be surprised if they added new new parks or you know any of the new tracks from tony hawk 3 again licensing things with the music but I wouldn't be surprised if they added more parks for it. And then even added more from all the other Tony Hawk games. Tony Hawk's Underground. Put that in there. Oh, yeah. Apparently that's not... I, I like those games too, man. I I can't remember if those were on PSP or Vita, but uh, was a, that was a fun game, man. Remember you could actually just run around without your like holding your skateboard? Yeah, you could yeah. Take, go wherever take, you want. That was pretty cool. That was like the post-GTA 3 Tony Hawk. open world skateboarding (laughs) i don't think i ever played four and i know i didn't play five so i don't know i haven't heard good things about five but uh i'm i'm very stoked about this as it was first in the news yeah yeah very exciting very exciting and jeff Keeley coming through with that big announcement for his summer game fest and we're piggybacking on that and that's our big announcement for our minnesota summer (laughs) games minnesota summer all right let's move on we got some gameplay that was revealed on the xbox series x it was it was not barely gameplay it it wasn't great uh this is from an article at gameindustry.biz by matthew handerhan 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 sorry matthew um so xbox had an inside xbox they announced this thing where they said all right we're gonna have announcements every month for the rest of 2020 and this is what it's like we're gonna start in may it's gonna be called inside xbox it's gonna be part of xbox's 2020 they've done inbox xbox or inside xboxes in the past and i don't know why but it seems like everybody me myself included had such high hopes for this inside xbox because i feel like every inside xbox is the same thing (laughs) <laughs> it's it's kind of boring they do a lot of interviews with developers and they kind of dive deep into that stuff but there's really nothing of value to take from it that we couldn't get out of 
like a couple trailers. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't. Um, I was kind of pissed because I had forgotten, or not. I guess I'd kind of forgotten about it because I was at work, and yeah. uh, I was like, oh shit, I really wanted to watch that because they were gonna show, you know, Valhalla gameplay and whatever else, and then I listened to KFGD I think on my way home, and I was like, oh, it sounds like I didn't miss much. Sounded it reminded me very much of another ubisoft game of old where they were like oh yeah this game is we show here at e3 this is in-engine gameplay footage and then we were when the game was released we were like oh wait no it wasn't just kidding (laughs) you guys remember that watchdogs yeah yeah it's very similar to this uh in that regard where they kind of like pulled the shade over your eyes and asked you not to notice i guess yeah, and I I don't know. From Ubisoft, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, Ubisoft does this every once in a while, and it's it's not something I guess I'm too surprised at. But Xbox being really transparent, like, up until now, is really kind of disappointing for them to say, we're going to have gameplay! And then almost none of that... There was almost no evidence that any of that was gameplay. There were a couple of instances in some of those trailers where it's like, okay, there is gameplay in these trailers, and there's every once in a while a little thing at the bottom would pop up that would say gameplay, but they just didn't... There wasn't nearly as much as what people had expected, and the games that they showed off were not things that people knew about or people were looking forward to. Which is not to say that, like, everybody's got to announce games, I understand that, but it was just... It was just not... the The broadcast and the stream definitely did not live up to the hype that we all put it on and xbox i'll put it on i mean even later the next day aaron greenberg the head marketing person for xbox had said yeah we should have managed everyone's expectations better and not hyped this up to be what it was and he kind of apologized for what they did uh which i think is fair also, maybe, I mean, this also goes back to that PlayStation thing where it was just that GDC talk, and we all, again, thought that it was going to be this big, great thing, and it just turned out to be a GDC talk. <laughs> yeah. um, but this Xbox thing was even more egregious. These are both kind of similar, like, yeah, a little bit, but I think, I don't know, I guess from what I've heard people say beforehand, it seemed like Ubisoft was trying to manage people's expectations, but it was a little bit too late. Because people were already expecting a lot, you know, and it was right before the thing came on that they were like, oh, well, actually, you know, maybe not. It's not going to be that great. And PlayStation was similar. You know, you tell people you're going to release something and it was meant for GDC. Like people, unless you say this, it's going to be very tech demo-y and not at all show anything from the PlayStation 5 or any news of the PlayStation 5 other than its architecture, you know, people are going to, their minds are going to wander to the things that they want to see, you know what I mean? Right, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I don't know, you're allowed a misstep, I suppose, you know what I mean? Like, well, it's been a while since Xbox has made some made a misstep. Also, I, I just think that I am starting to think as an Xbox player and as somebody who really likes xbox i'm starting to see that i'm going to get pretty disappointed as the year continues because if they're going to be talking every month about you know their new releases or the new console like 
I feel like the hype is just going to die pretty quickly because PlayStation has this nice thing of mystery right now. And there's this giant anticipation for when is PlayStation going to announce things? When are they going to show the box? When are they going to show gameplay? Like all of that has been building. Do you think that they're that Xbox is purposely holding stuff back because they've realized that they've got themselves into this? So maybe having like semi a tiny bit of bad press now with like not the best uh, inside Xbox is two months from now they're gonna drop the bomb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but- I hope I hope so. I just don't think that that was the strategy to begin with. Mm. Like they might be working damage control on that now, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I guess what other than I don't I mean what do they have left to show us you know what I mean other than announcing right. a release date and a price like I mean know, it, it, they could just have some new IP that we don't know about or something that's true that's the, that's yeah, the only thing that it could be I yeah, think that's it'd have point. to be yeah. like blah 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 new thing like that I don't even comprehend <laughs> right well and they did buy a bunch of studios so i'm sure they hurt i mean you know it hasn't been that long so you can't expect necessarily a finished product mm-hmm. right now i guess but there could be some stuff that they just are able to show us a little something like or, they did with hellblade yeah like an announcement trailer or even like elder school six remember when they just had that like five second yeah. like logo yeah. show yeah, <laughs> yeah. showed like a expansive landscape and that's it yeah <laughs> oh man that's funny. all they all they would need to do is put like fable 4 or mm-hmm. yeah, oh God, perfect yeah. perfect dark remastered or perfect dark remake yeah. you know yeah. like just something to show us like hey we're gonna have more than halo at this start <laughs> yeah well i mean speaking of fable 4 that's totally possible because playground isn't playground interactive or playground whatever that does does the Forza games or whatever? Yeah, yeah. They haven't announced what they've been working on forever, and it's been rumored to be a, a either a Fable. I don't know if it's Fable Four or what, but you know that's totally possible to see coming. Mm-hmm. It might be good to dig into some LinkedIn profiles and see if there's any ex Lionhead folks that moved over to Playground in the last couple of years. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, project for you, Gabe. I think I think I will. I've got these <laughs> research. I've got these research things kind of piling up, and I'm really kind of interested to learn these things and actually like talk to you guys about them. Maybe next week I'll have a big expose on a bunch That'd of stuff. Awesome. We'll see. We will see. <laughs> Anyways, Xbox didn't show us a lot of gameplay. <laughs> Jeff Keighley again coming through again today in his Summerfest. He announced. Or rather, Epic announced through his Summerfest that they are coming out with Unreal Engine 5. And within their announcement, they released the first bit of PS5 gameplay. This and I mean, I mean, actual gameplay. And it was like, I, Sony is just, they're, they're clapping back on Microsoft so hard right now. And I love it. It's just it, Xbox announces, you know, the specs for their new console and all of that, and then PlayStation drops their new controller the next day. Xbox has this event that doesn't go well, where they said they were going to have gameplay and they're not really having gameplay, and then Sony partnering with Epic 
releases the first PS5 gameplay running in Unreal Engine 5. It's so cool! Yeah. <laughs> Sony is just like, they're sneaking in in these really kind of like, it, it's so coy, you know? Yeah. So like, Xbox is going to make this big deal about their events and really pump up their marketing, and it's going to flop, and then Sony's just going to be like, oh yeah, here's this. Like, hey, why don't you, why don't you look over here? Take a look at this. Yeah, and they don't like it's not even really their announcement. They're just embedded into it, which is just you know what I mean? Like Yeah. They're owning the conversation without even being in the conversation. Right. Right. They're just kind of standing off to the side, you know, I don't know. With yeah. a leg up against okay. the wall, smoking a cigarette and a leather jacket, being like, I'm so cool right now. Exactly. <laughs> Cigarettes are cool. <laughs> no, they're not. Don't say that. We might have kids listening. <laughs> cigarettes are super lame don't smoke don't oh i can do- i condone their use as a potential role model oh god <laughs> <laughs> anyways this comes from an article by matt kim from ign.com uh epic games revealed their first look into unreal engine 5 it's next generation game engine designed with features meant to make game worlds more detailed and dynamic. So there is a trailer, or rather a tech demo up right now. You can find it pretty much anywhere. If you just type in Unreal Engine 5, I'm pretty sure that you would get this tech demo that they put out. And holy smokes, our game's going to look awesome this next generation. Like, so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of the other... I mean, did you guys watch the entire tech demo, the nine-minute thing? I skipped through, like, the first... I, I basically skipped up until the part where they were in that cave showing, like, the lighting differences. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't understand anything that they were talking about, aside from <laughs> this looks cool and this doesn't... But, yeah, it, it looks fascinating, man. Like, I mean, graphics can't get much better than... Like, God of War is still the standard in my head, and going back to parts of that game like where i would just stop and look at how light reflects off these gold things with scratches all over it and how it refracts the light and stuff and just how magnificent that looks to take it to the level of where this is at it's it's definitely a big jump it's not as big as like 2d to 3d or whatever but it's still pretty fascinating i just thought it was fascinating when they talked about how they were using like the same capturing methods as they use for like the movies and film it was just like one sentence in there where they were like this is the same that we would use in a movie which i thought was really cool when they were like zoomed up on the rocks and stuff and honestly if i would have walked into the room at that moment and saw the screen it would have just looked like a cliff yeah exactly and apparently it makes it easier for developers to move assets from wherever they make assets into the actual game engine to save them time, which I'm not a game developer, but that no. sounds pretty freaking awesome. <laughs> there was a lot of dev speak in that thing yeah, that I'm, what, I'm like, sure it was helpful to the I people. Yeah. Didn't understand. <laughs> uh, that, also, that's the Sony peeking out a little bit. I think a little bit of the, a little too much technical right now. <laughs> exactly. But that's all right. Yeah. At least they showed some stuff that we understand, like pretty graphics, with their talk that we don't comprehend. <laughs> yeah. So it's a win-win. Yeah. His pretty pictures uh, yeah. there. <laughs> of note, in that uh, they it was running at 1440p, which mm-hmm. is pretty badass. 
And then also, I believe the Sony's, the PS5's uh, graphics card is capable of ray tracing, but that particular demo did not have any ray tracing. So, and I tweeted this out, but I'm not smart enough to know what adding ray tracing would do, but I would imagine (laughs) that that shows, because when we saw control on using those things like the smoke oh, from yeah. a gun or from a fire and how it adds to the environment, how it looks more realistic and stuff. Yeah. Uh, pretty amazing. So I can only imagine once they add those things in, like imagine if she's running through and kicking up dust and how that dust is like refracting the light and stuff. Like I'm, I don't know, man, I'm pretty sure we're going to just be in awe after a, a couple years. Yeah, and I mean, regardless of the ray chasing or not, like the lighting was still such a big part of that presentation and mm-hmm. kind of what they were able to do with it. Yeah. I think that might be the kind of what Sony was talking about or Matt Cerny was talking about with this software-enabled ray tracing or simulated ray tracing because that, I mean, that really looked good and you could see how the light was bouncing off of things and kind of reflecting into that cave and just how you could change the angle of the light to make the cave darker or lighter. They did that right away at the beginning of the demo, and I thought that was really cool. It, it did get, like, an audible gasp from me when when some of those light things were happening. I was just thinking, God, are these video games now? Like, this is so insane. Yeah, it's ridiculous, dude. Pretty amazing. Yeah, I did. I do have one little bone to pick with the trailer and or with the demo in that the woman at one point who the who they were playing as in the game, the main character in the game or whatever, had to crawl through a crevice to get to the next section. I saw that. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. that that's a that's like a Fallen Order or a Tomb Raider yeah. loading screen right there. So I'm not like they did mention that the PS5 and its SSD would kind of eliminate that. I wonder if maybe this was just running on like a, a traditional hard disk. I don't know, man. Um, it was a pretty long crevice, too. It was like the full-blown Fallen Order crevice. Right, right. <laughs> Fallen Order crevice. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder I wonder maybe if that was running on a hard disk or something, or if it was something where they were not prepared for solid-state drives, so they designed the game a little more traditional, or as they would more traditionally, um, to kind of get that through, or to get this game yeah. through. I have one more yeah, I one more I have one more thing to say about it. There were times where the stream looked a little like almost like blurry or something and I was wondering if you guys noticed that or if I'm just like going blind maybe <laughs> or if it wasn't uh like buffing fast enough but there were times where it just didn't look the greatest and I wasn't sure if that was like on my end or not. I didn't notice that. Alright, maybe I need to go see an optometrist. <laughs> Perhaps. I'm worried. Maybe you got the glaucoma. Well, there's treatments for that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I thought it looks uh, pretty good, but I'm only watching it at like 1080p, so maybe it's... If you're watching it in 4K, then it might have... See, I'm watching, watching it on my, my laptop, which has the... What is it? 144 hertz, whatever. I don't know. It has a good screen. It can do 1440p or whatever, and I'm running on cross-lake internet, which we've already experienced is pretty shitty. Um, <laughs> so, but I perhaps I'm just not remembering it because I didn't see it or whatever. But 
uh, and I didn't even think about the crevice as a loading screen. That's a good point. Yeah, well, but it just made me think about, I don't know, Fallen Order. <laughs> God of War started it, but they, they like, were eliminating loading screens, kind of, in yeah. a way. It was like a... But, Oh, when yeah. they Does when they did when they did it it was game changing. No, it doesn't. It's way no, better than the least bit. It's way better than the bar across the bottom of the black screen. Oh god. Yeah. And when it bothered yeah. me more when God of War bragged about having a single shot, but then they just disguised those loading screens as like walking along a path when you were basically teleporting from one place to another, you know? Mm-hmm. AJ, you know what I'm talking about? I absolutely do, but it still yeah. was one shot, though, so I don't fault it them was, for saying but, that. No, 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 I don't either, but it made it seem like it was... Uh, and I I, I, don't I see. What, I get what you're saying. They were, like, you know, trying to obfuscate the truth from us or anything like A that. A little bit. saying, like, it's... Uh, there's still loading screens on there, you know? And that stuff, it's never... I mean, like you said, it's better than watching the screen load on mm-hmm. a blank screen or whatever so i will say that it does come up in my my base xbox one running the game off of a separate external hard drive i do at the end of those tunnels it does every once in a while i get a little spinning wheel at the bottom the game pauses for a second to catch really so yeah yeah it's not again i'm running an external hard drive so it's not like still (laughs) perfect but um Oh man, I didn't know that. I've never seen one end with a spinning. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, and it it doesn't happen all the time, but in like the big like on Kashik, mm-hmm. um, where you go into these the really big open areas, like that's where it would happen. Um, the Fallen Order ones I do really like because BD One kind of messes around as you're going through the crevice. Like he'll hop up and yeah. then climb over something, or like yeah, yeah. Those are, that's really fun. I really I really do enjoy the crevice walkthroughs. Oh, yeah, BD One's the shit. That was a little awesome droid. Yeah. Well, I think we have two tiny little stories left. Uh, I think that we should just hit quick here because we're getting a little long. But uh, Luke Plunkett from Kotaku says that, well, writes that Sony says COVID-19 has not changed the PS5's release window. So that's kind of cool, I guess. Uh, We're still looking at fall. Yeah. Perfect. That is awesome. When do you guys think? I hope November. I'm thinking early November. I'm hoping early November, I should say. When do you think they'll let us buy them? Can they just let me buy by now so I can just get that part over with? I'd I'd be ha- I'd be more than happy to give them money. Right. So that <laughs> they I can get it. mine on release day. I'll give you yeah. I'll, Sony. I will give you eight hundred dollars right now. Eight hundred. I will give you six hundred. <laughs> or six. Whatever. <laughs> I was actually thinking about this earlier today. Would you guys want to? Would you guys want to go to like a launch party or something, or to like a GameStop or a, Shit, yes, a Best Buy or something, and do go to Dude. a launch event? Yeah, like a midnight fun. launch. That would be so much fun. I love those. I did it for Wii, and I did it for PlayStation Two. I had my. Uh, I don't think I'm, my family listens to this, so I'll go ahead and tell this story. But PlayStation Two came out. I was was that 1998, so I was 16, and my brother wrote me a note my brother's like 10 years older than me Mm. and god bless him he was super apprehensive about it and he didn't really want to do it but i like convinced him to do it for me and he wrote a note saying my parents were out of town and i or something 
had to miss school that day. Right. So I woke up, even though my parents were home, at like 4 o'clock in the morning or 3 o'clock in the morning and snuck out and got my car and drove to Omaha, which is like 30 minutes from my house, and waited in line outside of a Best Buy to get my PlayStation 2 and then drove to my friend's house. <laughs> dad was at work and played it all day till everyone was done with school. Nice. Uh, so yeah, that was that was pretty cool, man. And I I don't know the Wii one. It was super cold outside, and I remember I did it with a friend who I went to pharmacy school with, and we took turns like sitting in the car to warm up. Oh, genius! <laughs> while we waited outside, and then I got home and like passed out. I think I like plugged it in and hooked it up to the internet, and then like fell asleep or something. So <laughs> I don't know. I would love doing that. Actually, well, yeah, my I third was... one, dude, is my wonderful wife waited outside when she was pregnant with our son i had to go to work and she what? waited i didn't ask her to heard. she she did it on her own uh, volition no I wonder like, that's a should wife. not do this <laughs> and she went and waited outside of uh best buy this to is get my switch for me uh, oh that's so sweet i have a yeah. newfound respect for your wife yeah exactly so, <laughs> that's so nice uh, yeah, I would. Long story short, I have fond memories of doing those things, so I would be more, love to do that. Hell yeah, I'm in. This time we we can also do it like at the Mall of America, where it's you know one temperature all year, so yeah. we don't have to worry about it. Yeah. And I'm thinking like GameStop for sure would have a have an event for the PlayStation, and I would imagine that the Microsoft Store would have an event for uh, the Xbox. So. I, again, yeah. they'll probably be spaced apart by maybe a week or two. So if you guys want to hit up both of those, and obviously, like, I'm probably not going to get a PS5 right at launch. So I'll I'll hang out with you guys, but I'll probably not buy the console. And of course, if you guys don't feel like buying the Series X right at launch, like, of course, don't buy the console. But we can still hang out, have a good time. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for whenever that is in November. I can't wait, and I wish they would let us know so that I could make it easier for me to get the time <laughs> off work yeah, i no know shit. as soon as the release date's announced i'm gonna take that that like a few days off well yeah. speaking of dates uh what if we get one tomorrow uh, uh we're recording this as gabe mentioned earlier on 5 13 tomorrow thursday 5 14 is the sony playstation state of play which is reportedly dedicated to ghost of tsushima yep yeah it's about time that they start marketing for that game because we haven't heard a whole lot about it. Mm-hmm. And this podcast will come out one day after you already know all of it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt like we should mention it because it's super cool and I'm excited for it. And who knows, uh, maybe we will get a date of something tomorrow and all this conversation will be dated. That would I don't know, cool, man. man. Knowing Sony's marketing will, strategy, like it's gonna be a poster in The Last of Us Two or something. Like it's yeah. gonna be a poster on a wall that says like this PlayStation Five release date. There is gonna be like, what? Well, <laughs> Why did you do it this way? <laughs> oh, that would be not cool at all. Even though I'm gonna play that game. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to pay attention to every crevice, Gabe. It's all your fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be written like everywhere that same date of like November seventh or whatever it'll be. Well, you've written everywhere in that game. You're like, I it's, wonder what that is. It's actually a crevasse. <laughs> Sorry. Crevasse. <laughs> well, that brings us uh, to our yeah. listener write-in. <laughs> hey, real quick, we, though. Real quick, though. For sure. Before, I just wanted to confirm what I was saying 
earlier. Revert for the Tony Hawk. Oh yeah. In so that's in. Oh. That's what you're okay. talking about. In in so like the there. first one, in the remake of the first one. In in the remake that's coming this September. Yeah, it'll be included. Okay, cool. It'll be in there, and the the a lot most of the songs are back. Okay. Nice. So. I do I do want to mention I'm not sure if we said the release date for that game in the story, uh, oh, yeah. but it's September 4th, coming to PS4, Xbox One, and the Epic Game Store. Sweet. Yeah. Sorry. Now we suck can it, get Steam. to the. Yeah. <laughs> suck it. <laughs> Listener, suck it right in. <laughs> well, th- we got a good one this week. Uh, this one comes in to podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com. Feel free to write in if you have a question of your own. But this one says, I request that Gabe hold the mic closer to his face so that listeners can get some sweet mustache on microphone rustly goodness. Please and thank you, Anonymous. So, Anonymous, uh, I think maybe we can pressure Gabe into rubbing his mustache on his microphone for you. I don't know if HR will be happy about this, but... Yeah, fuck them. I can do it. I'll just keep the ASMR work-friendly. Yeah. I'll keep it work-safe. All right, do it. I got to take my headphones off, so I won't be able to hear you guys for a little bit, because my microphone is connected to my headphones. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, it's actually pretty close. I wonder if I can reach it. I can't reach it right now. Okay, here we go. Hmm. That's hot. You got those TPS reports for me? Yeah. Can you hear it? Yep. Does it sound it good? <laughs> no, it's weird. I'm yeah, good. I'm gonna I'm... need you to come into work on Saturday. It's not <laughs> optional or anything. John, I'm super comfortable with this. Are you really? <laughs> yeah, that super comfortable. Made me feel like my spine is literally tingling. Oh no, I, I it <laughs> felt to me like like a warm blanket on a cold winter night. <laughs> Uh, I couldn't disagree more. <laughs> I felt very uncomfortable doing it. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's that's co- the content that I came to this podcast to make. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, that, making uh, your dreams come true, AJ. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we don't have a mostly normal question this week. So if you guys like those, send one into podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com. Yeah, yeah. That's going to bring us to the end of our podcast. We want to thank you guys so much for listening to us. This has been episode 47. We're coming up real quick on a year. We got like five more weeks and we got 52 episodes in the bank. Something to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should do something special. I don't know. Probably. Like being quarantined. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like stay home and play video games. That sounds, like yeah, yeah. that sounds good. Yeah. Let's do that. Uh, maybe we'll do a stream or something like that. I don't know. I'm, I'm literally just spitballing here. I don't know what we're going to do. But oh, yeah, we'll figure this, out. this has been episode 47. Thank you so much for listening to us. You can find us on Twitter at MN Gamers Podcast on Twitter. Follow us there. we got some real good tweets going on. We'll keep you updated with all the news as it breaks, especially as we're you know getting into the summer and getting into these big announcements. Like, I mean, we had two of them this last week. It's, pretty sweet so follow us there uh if you want to send us an email like aj had just said podcast at mostly normal gamers.com check out our website check out the bios listen to old episodes do all of that it's cool 
keep playing games. John, if people want to reach out directly to you, they got questions for you, where can they reach you? I am at Johnny Samsonite on Twitter. Perfect. AJ, where can folks find you? You can find me on Twitter at AJ underscore ID. That's E-I-D-E. Give me a follow. Awesome. And I'm Gabe Fall pretty much everywhere. In a dumpster. And in a dumpster. Always in a dumpster. In a dumpster. I'm just always there. I don't know why. I'll stop. I'll stop some week. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye.